Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is October 3rd in the year of the Lord, 2023. I'm Michael Pels, and if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make this an interactive form, so we do welcome your questions and comments today. If you do not know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. And here's the bad news. First of all, we're all sinners, right? We don't deserve Jesus Christ at all. And we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. But the good news is Jesus Christ paid the price, right? Le- Leviticus 17.11 foreshadowed and typologied and showed us the picture of the power of the blood atonement that was going to pay for our sin debt. And the gospel of our salvation, 1 Corinthians 15.1-4, shows us that how Christ died, right? And that he was buried. And they rose again on the third day. Emphasis on the resurrection, right? Fulfilling and empowering us to be like him. And something so amazing is when you accept him and believe him by grace through faith. It is nothing you can do to earn this. Nothing you can do. You cannot earn a free gift. But when you accept it in faith, believing in his finished work and the blood atonement, it starts a whole new chapter in your walk and relationship with the world or with the with the Lord. And it's so amazing because one thing that Paul tells us about the world and it's something that I think is often overlooked as believers and when we're born again, right? He says in Philippians three, twelve through fourteen, not that I have already attained or already imperfect, right? But I follow after, if I might apprehend that, which I also am apprehended of in Christ Jesus, rather than I count myself not to have already apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forward unto those things which are before, and I press forward toward the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, also referred to as the upward call in Christ Jesus, right? So we press forward to the day of the redemption of the purchased possession of our bodies, the pre-tribulation rapture. Hallelujah. It's so exciting to be here. And um, today we have the verse of the day from BibleGateway.com. It's um, a really awesome verse. It is First Peter 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Guys, it's been a fantastic week. Um, um, you know, I had an absence last week, but I can tell that there's been so much that's been going on. So many awesome brothers here today in the panel that are rejoining us. And uh, starting off with Bob, um, Bob, how's your week been going, brother? My week has been going fantastic. Okay. Excellent. Everything, I think everything's happening just the way it should be right now. Okay. These fall feast days are flying right by. Okay. And I know some people are getting worried that rapture resurrection may not be this year. Look, this rapture resurrection event could happen on the fall feast day or can, it may not because the, the age of grace did not start on a fall feast day. It started when Paul, when he was on the road to Damascus, when outside of the feast day, if he was trained to be a high priest, he would have been in Jerusalem. So he was on his way to Damascus, okay? Amen. So with that being said, if the Age of Grace started 
outside of the fall feast days, it could more than likely end outside of the fall feast days, okay? But we're still looking at the fall feast days still, okay? So right now, the current forecast now is, uh, if you go to John 737, um, it says there, on the last day, okay, the last day of the feast, tabernacles, okay, last day of tabernacles, it says, on the last day, and the greatest day of the festival, the last day, all right, there you go. Here it's a key word. Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Other verses say, oh yeah, I think I'm reading the wrong version here. Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Okay, so key words. Jesus stood and cried. What is What happens at the rapture resurrection? He descends from heaven with a shout. He Amen. cried. Hallelujah. He says, and if any man thirsts, let him come. Come up hither unto me and drink. Drink of the wine in the new Jerusalem, the wedding feast of the Lamb. Okay, so we see a picture of the rapture here as coming here at the end of the fall feast days. Now, people think it's tomorrow. Some people think it's the 7th. It's somewhere around here. But with that being said, we do have this October 4th testing they're doing tomorrow. And ultimately, we we bounce that around, okay? But I think ultimately it's going to be for a nuclear war because there's actually 40 nations doing these tests right now during this time. So it's not just us. There's a bunch of tests bunch of tests going on globally right now, and it's because of nuclear war. Russia's doing it. They did it yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. But they care about their citizens. America, they don't. Our, our administration, they couldn't care less. That's why they're not telling us what this is for. Russia told them that it's imminent. We are going to do a nuclear war with America. We need to get you ready. So guess what? They're doing their tests right now because of nuclear war, but here our administration won't say nothing, right? It's still not, it's still not in the FEMA website why they're doing it, okay? And, you know, and one last thing I want to mention, Biden's president right now, or at least for now, right? Well, it turns mm-hmm. out Biden was president back when Obama was president. He was vice president. Biden was vice president. They did a drill called Grid X, uh, Grid X2, okay? I don't know if you guys knew about it. Where basically they invited Russia and China in to do a dry run of the takedown of our grid, a natural disaster drill, okay? And basically wow. Obama showed them how to take down our grid, how to take down our grid, and what our response levels will be and how to block it. And he basically laid out to, laid out everything. He even laid out how long will it take for our nuclear reactors to melt down after the grid goes down, which is about two to six weeks. Okay. So he, he invites our enemies, Biden, who is on this watch, invited our enemies to come in to watch this grid down disaster drill. Okay. The same guy that's in the office. So with that being said, people think this, people think we're Obama 3.0 right now. Okay. So if yep. that's the case, Kevin, do you think, well, who, who do you think is here now? If we had Russia and China involved back when Obama was president, now you got Obama two three point and Biden. Who's here now? Because you remember we talked about those shareholders, stakeholders that were not listed when we read the, the FEMA documents. There are stakeholders that are involved that they refuse to list that have an interest in this whole thing. Okay, so that's what's going on tomorrow. I don't, I'm not saying anything's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. But it's definitely a high mm-hmm. watch for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And probably, I would say, at least up to the 10th or at least the middle of this month. Yep. Just saying. Yeah. 
definitely. That's there's man, there's so much going on. You just hit the nail on the head with all of it. And um I think a lot of people are concerned about what's going on tomorrow and whether or not that they should actually conceal or cover or Faraday cage their phones, whether they should be on or off. You know, guys, I think that's a personal, you know, choice whether or not you know, we all have our own preference on how we're going to handle that. But if I have heard of a great Faraday cage, i.e. your microwave, so it's just I'd unplug it first before you put anything in there if you should choose that path. But uh personally, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but it's definitely something to look at. And like what Brother Bob's saying about with Russia, and I do believe Russia is actually continuing on with another test tomorrow running in parallel with what we're doing. But um, I'll have to double check on that. I'll try to see if I can't find an article about that. But uh, how's your week been going so far, Brother Kevin? Uh, great. Um, this is a great time of the year. I mean, there, it's, it, the, the, there are so many people out there just ripe for the truth. You know, they, they, they want the truth so bad and they ask so many questions about things. And it's, it's just great to be able to interface um, on comments and so forth on YouTube videos and, and just, you know, help people understand. They help me understand. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic time because it really raises people's awareness about what's going on. And I mean, you can't, can't buy that, you know, it's like, it, it just comes, it comes around during the fall feast um, even more so. And it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, Bob, when you said, um, you know, Biden uh, invited the enemies in to take a look at the grid, it reminded me of the, the uh, old, um, Israeli king that uh, invited the uh, the enemy to come in, um, and then the enemy came in and just totally ransacked. You know, uh, mm-hmm. later on, I think. Well, who was that? Uh, was that uh, Hezekiah? Um, it, I mean, bad, bad thing to do. I mean, you just, you don't let your enemies into your into your temple. That's just not a good spot to be. Um, in this case, into like strategic area to to understand secrets and so forth. It's just not a good idea. Um, but you know, history repeats itself. Um, and those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So, uh, I think that all of us see, um, the United States as a country in decline. Um, Mm. and it's very, it's getting steeper and steeper by the day. Um, just today, more chaos and confusion now that we don't have a speaker of the house. We have a speaker pro tem, but no longer a speaker of the house. Yep. Um, so, I mean, this country is in really big disarray right now. And mm-hmm. even like people amongst themselves and their own parties are, are at each other's throats. So it's, you know, it's, it's, and let me tell you something, it's, it's not going to get better. There are people out there that post, Hey, do you, you know, I've seen videos that say that things are going to turn around and get better. And it's like, yeah, after Jesus returns, uh, in the second coming, that's when it gets really good during the millennium. But before that, it's a road downhill. There's, there's no, there's nothing in the Bible that says that things get better for the believer or for the world, for that matter. Even those who think that it's getting better for them and who take the mark, they get sores all over their bodies for months. So no, it's, it, it's not going to get better. Um, it is definitely going to get work at worse. If anybody says that it's, it's going to get better, I just don't think they, they realize, you know, where we're at in, in, in the, in, in the Bible right now. I don't think that they understand where, what, what the times and the seasons that yeah. we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And I absolutely agree with you. Uh, doing a lot of evangelistic outreach that we've been doing daily, man. Uh, by the way, if you guys could keep a James, Sherry, and a Cynthia in your prayers, been doing a lot of 
gospel seed planting and the outreach with Feed My Sheep today. Keep them in your prayers, guys, please, that God would give the increase. But uh, going back to that, it is very disconnected the world right now and a lot of the Mm -hmm. mental states that that we're actually dealing with on a on a daily basis and it's hard how do you find the commonality the common ground to be able to you know tell someone if they really believe if they're so in that disillusioned state you know they've been the god of this world has blinded their eyes to such a degree that they cannot see that it's getting worse. It's, it's almost unbelievable and unfathomable. It's like, wow, how, how is this possible? How is this actually taking place? And it's actually kind of disheartening, but the only thing the Lord just led me to is just pray for them, right? That the, that that veil would be lifted, that the truth would get to them because at this point it's, it almost makes you feel handicapped and it's like, what, what can we do? But, uh, brother, uh, watchdog, John, how you doing, man? How's your week been? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Have a good evening, everyone. Well, uh, the week was pretty good. Uh, we do have Bible study every day. Uh, we're not too many, but that's okay. That's God's will. We're going through the through the scriptures. This is good. But for what, concerning what's coming up with there, with all those nuclear tests and everything, uh, even though Canada is your uh, neighbor. I wouldn't count too much on what we can do for you guys. We have, <laughs> we have few uh, slingshots. Yes. And, you know, we got a lot of masks and stuff like this, right? Um, but besides that, there's not much we can do. I mean, uh, and it's terrible what's coming up. And no, um, I believe, like Kevin said it, no, there is no coming better. It's going to get worse and mm-hmm. worse. And multiplied by worse and worse again. That's all it, until it reached an, a point of no return. Well, we already reached the point of non-returning. But uh, but as for me, uh, yeah, the week was great. Um, been Excellent. been blessed by many things. Like you say, like you know, I'm trying to bring the gospel to very hardcore uh, Roman Catholics. So mm-hmm. this is not the best, oh, man. This is stubborn. I think yes. the definition of seared conscience is, uh, I don't have any more words that it's above seared conscience. They don't want to yeah. hear anything. Oh, I totally understand that, Brother John. Yeah. And uh, I've actually test, been testifying with a woman who's Catholic. And, mm. and believe it or not, I do believe that God is making some serious ground in this. And I've just been really focusing in the heavy emphasis on the blood atonement and in the book of Hebrews, right? Mm-hmm. To show her that there is no mediator, that we don't have to go. There's only one yeah. high priest, right? So that's been such an eye opener for her. So hopefully maybe if someone else is out there that's going through that, it can be a challenge because it's such a what me and brother Kevin were talking about just prior, guys, before you seen it, is when the foundation is wrong, the doctrines that are built upon it are all equally wrong, right? If, and then the yeah. the more further from they get from the truth of the foundation, it's exponentially wrong. So it's this teetering tottering of lies and deceptions that has to be dismantled. And you have to have a lot of patience with with false converts. It's very difficult. You have to have godlike patience, so you have to approach it through the Spirit, praying fervently for them that God would give you the grace and the patience and the wisdom to be able to navigate and undo the lies and the myths and the the 
debauchery that, and perversions that they've been taught in the institutions that they attend. But uh, it can be very precarious. You know, people, when they are confronted with the truth, tend to outburst in violence and anger sometimes. So you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and just be graceful for them. But yeah, it's a, it's a really wild day that we live in and just to see the things that are happening around the world right now. And especially in the United States, as you mentioned before, the Speaker of the House, um, being removed in such a quick manner. I think they said that the, this is the fastest we've ever had a House Speaker being removed since 1876. So that's some pretty record setting stuff going on right now. But, uh, mm -hmm. what are you that guys thinking? So so far about everything that's going on as far as the uh the the narrative with the phones and and the the testing that's going on well it's like i said before you know mm -hmm. it's, a, it's amazing that the fact that test is tomorrow and they uh voted him out as speaker of the house today yeah, so you know the speaker of the house is the third in line to be president so whoever takes that spot if if you know the oh. president's gone, vice president's gone. Guess who the new president of the United States is? I didn't know so, that. So, 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 guess what? <laughs> I I don't think it's by uh, accident. This is uh, totally mm -hmm. by tracking. design. Um, I think well, well Marjorie Taylor Green. She put out a video about uh, ten days ago, eleven days ago, that they had like uh, eleven or twelve different um, twelve different bills they had to push through. You know, and. Out of the 12, they only did one, so they had 11 left, and they sent them home for the fall break for the whole month of September. So he had 11 left, so 11, there it is again. And actually, I'm looking up here at 111, too. Almost 111, as soon as I said that right here, it doesn't count. Yeah. Of the people watching, as soon as I said that. So 11, 11. So I don't, you know, the um, Philip Barnett and his vision, there it is, 111. There it is. So Philip Barnett and his visions and his dream, the Lord showed him that. We that first of all we're gone. Rap the pre the pre tribulation rapture happens, and then the nuclear war comes, which is of course the Red Horse Rider. The Red Horse Rider is released from a from the ceremony from the seal opening ceremony in heaven before his throne, where the body of Christ, the governing body, is resurrected, complete new bodies, everything. The full complete body of Christ is standing before that throne, where that governing body is. is governing now the new government because the old ones got kicked down remember so the new government's mm -hmm. in up there now calling the shots on the earth and jesus is opening those seals with his body his governing body and we're giving him praise and stuff like that but be it as it may though the second seal is open the red horse is released and that is of course nuclear war you're not going to have a nuclear war globally killing that many people during the age of grace Okay, that is the red horse of war. It takes peace from the earth. As soon as you launch one nuke, I don't care if it's a tactical nuke, John. I don't care. If it's a tactical nuke, doesn't matter. You broke the seal. Everybody start using nukes. And the yeah. fact that right now we have a global, globally, we're seeing this drill. People are preparing for nuclear war. And we just got rid of our Speaker of the House. So there's somebody coming in now to be third in line for the presidency. Yeah, and nobody likes Biden. Nobody likes cackling Kamala Harris. Okay, so you who whoever you put in that position can be. I don't know who who they could stick in there. You know how long it takes to get someone new there, huh? How long it takes to get someone new there? They could do it in one day. They could vote in one day. They can get okay. it. They get right in there. So something's about to happen. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
I'm not saying the rapture resurrection is going to happen. I hope it does. Yes. Okay. But before they release those nukes, according to dreams and visions, we leave. I mean, we literally leave right when those nukes come. It's not called, it's not called hard puzzle for nothing. Mm-hmm. You are removed Amen. out of the way forcefully because the danger that's about to hit you is so great. Okay. So that would make sense to me. But will that happen tomorrow? I'm not going to say it's going to happen tomorrow. But uh, according to Philip Barnett, it was November 11th, which would mm-hmm. be 11 11 next month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's a, what, a 37 days, 36 days away? Something like that. No, 30, uh, 38, yeah. 38 days? 30, something like that. So yeah. I think we got some time still. Yeah. yeah. I think we got yeah. some time still. Yeah. Yeah. I- if you guys, did you guys see the uh, the annular eclipse ten days from now? I'm not sure if you guys were tracking this about the Ring of Fire eclipse on October 14th, 2023. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that's coming that's kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. I know I've had a lot of dreams where I've seen the sun darken. It's a uh, man. It's it's going to be. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming. And I think there's a, a gentleman named McHenry who is temporarily filling that role in the house. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, yeah, when I seen the eclipse and I was like, oh, man, that's kind of interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, what about you, John? What do you think? Well, the eclipse is one thing. But just I just want to bring up the uh, the harvest moon. Have you watched the harvest moon last week? I did. From here in Newfoundland, there did is you? not enough there is not enough enough the full moon there is not enough light to disturb the distortion and she mm. raised she raised from the ocean <clears throat> and it brought tears to my eyes i said man what a great sign tonight what a great yes. time to go home right yeah of course i know better but um, i was just emotional over yeah. seeing that i had to stop the truck and get out and check and look at it. And I said, it's unbelievable. And she is so big. She was so big Mm -hmm. coming out of the ocean, right? Because I'm living by the ocean and there is no more land after me. This is, uh, that's it. (laughs) Then it's Europe. And I could see that and I was so emotional. Uh, So now for the, uh, the solar eclipse, October 14th, that's going to be a, what's the word, pivotal, pivotal time for that. I mean, it's going to bring something else there, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. Amen. Yeah, yeah the, seeing the moon, it's, I know it, it sounds corny, but when no. I, uh, I recorded the super blue moon, if you guys happen to check that out on my yeah. channel and, yeah. and I got the biggest telescopic lens I could and I shot it all the way out there. And, uh, I remember seeing it and it, it just kind of birthed out of these trees, right? And almost like they were clapping hands with me and <laughs> just watching it, the little twigs. And, uh, man, when I seen that, it, I've never, there's only been a few times in my life when I've seen just the natural beauty that of the God's creation where it just mm. takes your breath away. And that was one of those moments when I seen the, the details in the moon and it's just glorious size and, and, and it's awe and majesty and appearance. And I was like, God, only you, 
only you could do something so amazing like this. And yes. it's so sad how often we don't even find ourselves looking up, right? We're just so focused in our daily lives, our routines and work and the stress and your kids, your family, friends and the drama. And, you know, always looking down, always just being busybody. Sometimes it's so awesome when God just throws the, the brakes in your life. And it's like, just take look up. And the heavens that declare the glory of God and that, that beautiful ferment that shows his handiwork and just how restoring that was mm. for me to see that I was like, God, only you, only you could have me just look up and I could just feel that chicken skin as J.D. Brooks says, you know, I was like, man, this is so cool. It, it's such a beautiful thing. And man, it's such a, a blessing. And I kind of wanted to, if you guys don't mind, I had this interesting dream the other day. And I know you guys like dreams, especially Brother Bob. And, uh, I was planting a garden in the clouds. I'm not sure if any of you guys, um, had seen me post about this, but, uh, I had this dream and it was so just full of just this awe and wonder and just excitement. And I was in the clouds and I was planting this garden and there was this old woman and she, she had hair that looked old, you know, white and gray, but her face was young. So she was like old, but I, she looked young. And I just had this feeling, this almost like imputed knowledge, if you will, that it was like wisdom, you know, in reference to like the Proverbs. And I was sitting there and I was planting it. And she was telling me that it was almost time and she was giving me these different seeds and I was just planting away. And then I started harvesting and I started, I stood up and I looked around. And although I couldn't see anyone around me, I knew there was others out there in the clouds with me that were preparing these gardens. And I knew that we were betrothed, and I just felt that we were about to actually get married and our groom was about to come. And I, I'll never forget because I, it was so weird. I started harvesting these things. I'm not even sure exactly how to describe it. And I tidied up around the garden. And I remember the, her saying, it's time and it's ready. And I could just feel all of us lifting off the ground and slowly ascending up. And I woke up and it's one of those few dreams when you wake up, I just felt the just such a radiant love and hope and peace and joy and just that awe and wonder. And I was like, oh, Lord, I really needed that. And this whole week for me has been an amazing journey with the Lord. And, you know, because when you, you have your ups and your, your your high mountaintops and you have your low lows, you have your seasons of good and plentiful, and then we have our seasons, it seems like the wilderness, right? And I remember this week, it seems the more you go out and Brother Bob and Kevin and Greg and John know all about the persecution that comes against us. And when you're working and being able to do this for the Lord, that the amount of spiritual warfare and the persecution that comes against you is unreal. And I just remember being out there, me and my wife, and we're just doing everything we can to help people and just feeling so just distraught. And then all of a sudden the Lord started waking me up every morning about four, three, four o'clock in the morning and just leading me through just so amazing Bible studies and just it's just so amazing when how the Lord works, you know, and he knows exactly when to plug a dream here and to give a revelation there and to just to keep you. And I just want everyone to be encouraged to know that trust God in the process. We are almost home. 
God's going to get you there. He is able. He started that good work in you. He's going to finish it because you're his work. Ephesians 2.10, right? So just remember that and be encouraged because I know that the darkness of the hour that we're facing before this midnight hour, if you will, before that cry and before that shout and we all get taken out of here, it's there's going to be some rough, turbulent waters ahead. But God has everything under control. Absolutely. Amen. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that even in Colossians 2.12, Colossians 2.12 says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Okay. So you have faith in that operation. You have faith in God's work. Okay. We don't know how we're going to go from mortal to immortality. I mean, look at all the global elite. They're all trying to figure that out right now. They keep coming up short. They can't do it. Okay. And here we are trusting the operation of God, the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ. All right. And how he's going to do it, I don't know. The Bible says it's a mystery. Behold, I show you a mystery, for we shall not all sleep, for we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trump. Mortal puts on immortality, corruptible must put on incorruption. That just yes. goes to show you that our bodies do not throw it. The the mortal mm-hmm. has to put on immortality. So what's mortal? This right here. Amen. Yes. This can go at any time. <laughs> you know, Kevin? <laughs> do do I know? I know too much about the body going. <laughs> I had to rehabilitate myself over this summer because I had gained so much weight. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, it's, I, I seriously, I was not exercising. And then uh, I, was able to, I was able to get out and exercise. Um, That's so awesome. And, well, mainly because, I mean, I, I have psoriasis and it affected my hands to the point where I yeah. could not even, I couldn't use my hands at all. And they were just oh, like, wow. chewed up. And my favorite sport is golf. So, I mean, you nice. hold a club with your hands, right? Yeah. So it's like I couldn't even play. Uh, and, uh, and I go out and get exercise there, and I was able to do that. So, yes, Bob, the body's going. The, the body's definitely going. But, you know, what's interesting is what you said is, like, we don't know how exactly that's going to happen. We just know it's going to happen. We trust that it's going to happen, right? We don't know when the day of the rapture is, but we trust that it's going to happen. And I think all these things and like in, in, it just all goes back to the foundation of salvation as well, which is what, you know, it's hard to understand a free gift. I mean, we don't usually get free gifts here. It's difficult to understand something that big for eternity. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people believe, oh, that's just too good to be true. And it's like, well, wouldn't you want a God that is too, like too good to be true, but actually is true. I mean, that's the expression we use here on earth saying it's too good to be true. And normally it's not true. But in this case, when you think about the power that God has and what he has is, he's love and what he's done for us, that you, you then realize just how enormous that gift really is and what he did in order to sacrifice. And he gave his son and what Jesus did for us. I mean, it's so powerful that a lot of people do believe it's too good to be true, but that is our God. He is too good, but he is true. He is, he is perfect. We just, he's too good for us because we always think about bad things. We think about things and we, and our minds are like, 
conniving sometimes. We think about this or that. Mm. God doesn't ever do that, ever. He's yep. never going to set apart, a, set up forth on a plan that he, number one, can't do. And number two, that he's going to lead you in a direction that's bad. He's yep. always going to be doing the exact perfect thing that needs to get done. And that's difficult for humans to comprehend because we live in a world where nobody does that, <laughs> where yeah. everybody messes up, where nobody exactly. is perfect. Yeah. And so, but you got to, what you have to do though, is you've got to separate that and put God in a different mm. zone, <laughs> yep. in, in a zone so far above us that we can't um, even imagine how far he is above us. Exactly. So whenever yeah, and, you question something and say, God doesn't know what he's doing here or there, you have to realize that you don't have the full picture. You have yeah. enough of the picture to understand God's character, but you don't have the full picture of understanding every single saw, you know, single move that's made. Yeah. It's, it's only he has. And he's mm-hmm. like, we were talking before people are during this period of time in fall, fall feast days, watchers get hammered. We, I mean, just straight up, we get hammered on, on, on our channels. We get hammered in the comments. We get hammered of other people uh, making stuff about us. I mean, we get hammered all the time, especially during the fall feast. And what that shows to me is that, yeah, we're doing a good job. We're, 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 we're definitely watching and we're Amen. definitely making aware, yeah. aware of what's going on. If you're not doing that and you're not getting persecuted, you're probably not doing the right thing. So that's the number one I look at it. But number two, wh- wh- when we get hammered and stuff like that during this period of time, they, they, they always accuse us of setting dates. And what mm-hmm. I always say is humans aren't able to set a rapture date. That's not even in our power. We don't have that power. There's only one entity, person, uh, that is God. God is the only one who can actually set the day of the rapture. And yep. by the yep. way, he set it. In eternity past, which is exactly. yep. difficult for us to comp- well, impossible for us to comprehend. We can't under- we can't understand infinity, but yeah. we will be able to when we're perfect. But but God mm. set that date mm. in eternity past, and we there's nobody that can set a date. We know yeah. that the rapture will be on the day of the rapture. That's all we know. We cannot set the mm. date of the rapture and then change and set another date. No, mm. we yeah. are. We're guessing at these dates, just like everybody else. So when people say, hey, you're setting a date, what they've done is they've given us the same power as God. They've misplaced their faith in us and saying that even the ones who mock us are still saying that we're setting a date. We don't have that power, people. We just don't. And we don't we don't want it. And we don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that, too. To put our faith and trust in God. Who has set the perfect date? That's what we know. You know, yes. you know. If you go to, you know, this, the, in the Bible, Jesus talks about Matthew twenty four forty seven to fifty one. Greg, if you could bring that up, this is where Jesus talks about those who are watching. Watchmen. Okay, this applies to us today. The watchmen who are watchers watching on us and all the people say you're setting dates. You're trying to watch for the Lord. You're watching for this day. You're watching for this hour. Shame on you! You're bad. You're you're taking. You're going to hurt the body of Christ. Well, this is what's going to happen to us. This is what's going to happen to those people right here. And yes. it's laid out in Matthew twenty four, forty seven to fifty one. It's uh, want to pull up there. I'll read it from you. I got it listed down here. So forty seven. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that servant that 
evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth this coming. These are people saying, he's not coming mm-hmm. right now. Stop mm-hmm. looking for your face. And shall begin to smite their fellow servants. Kevin, you talked about that. Word servants, fellow members of body of Christ, they're smiting us now. And yep. to drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in that day when he looketh not for him, because we're, we're, they're not looking for a day or an hour. Or not, they're just, he's coming anytime, so I'm not looking. The looketh not for him, and in the hour that he is not aware of, okay? I'm aware of hours, and I'm aware of days, okay? I'm aware of the times. These people are not, because they're, they're coming down on us for trying to look mm-hmm. at high watch times. They're not looking for an hour or a day. So what does it say here? The very next verse, what happens to these people? At, this will happen at the judgment seat of Christ. And shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, oh, right here, what's going to happen is, and if you go to uh, Matthew 25, uh, 25 through 30, it talks about the, the servants. Okay. So here, now Jesus wasn't exactly talking about the body of Christ here, but the same the same dynamic works here though okay now what's going to happen here is basically when they're judged their works whatever the works they're trying to do or achieve there it's going to be converted and given to us instead we're going to be rewarded for that all right for them coming after us so their portion will be given to us so if they want to sit there and come at me please come at me all day long i'm more than happy to add more wings onto my mansion that I could take from yours and put on mine. I'm more, <laughs> more than happy. Please, hammer Amen. me all you want. Amen. And it says right here, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, shall there be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay? Yeah. Now, these people too, yeah. by the way, Kevin, we we're talking about this before we came on. You might want to elaborate. These people here, these people do not believe in the blood of Jesus to save them. They believe in their works. They yeah. believe in... You know, that they got Jesus' name wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. He has like 25 different syllables that you can't even pronounce, yep. right? So you got all that. So we're, we're not going to be raptured because we cannot say Jesus' name. Okay, yep. Yeshua, Yeshua. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different names for him, just like my name. My name is Robert. Actually, Bob. Okay, that's not my real name. My real name is Robert. But do I do I condemn people when they call me Bob? No, I know they're talking to me. Exactly. Okay. Roberto, okay, it's Spanish. Yep. Miguel, I'm not going to condemn them because yeah. that's my name in Spanish. All right. Yeah. And the, the, the servants, if you talk about the servants of Matthew 25 through 25, 25 through 30, what happens at the end? He says, uh, at the end, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the servant that has the one talent, he ends oh, up yes. losing that talent, and the Lord gives him to the guy that has five talents. The guy, God has abundance. So basically, the Lord, the Bible says that whatever little that you have shall be taken from mm-hmm. you and given yep. to him that has many. Okay, so yeah, if you want to attack Kevin, Michael, you want to attack Uptime, you want to attack Brother John here on our platforms mm-hmm. and condemn us because we're trying to encourage the body of Christ with some forecasts here to keep them ready. All right? Yeah. If you want to condemn us, please go right ahead. Okay, yeah. they're angels. Yeah. All, all we're score. doing is what it says Please. to do in, in 1 Thessalonians 4.18. It talks about the rapture resurrection, and then it says, wherefore, comfort each other with these words. Exactly. Okay? Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's all we do. That's, that's what, what we do. we're doing. So when someone yeah. comes in there and says, there's no rapture, you guys are going to be killed, and this and that. 
it's like, whoa, you know, when you talk about the rapture, comfort each other with these words, are, are your words comforting? No, they're not really comforting me. <laughs> no. But, you know, but that's what we provide. We provide that, that, that sound doctrine that, yep. the, and, and we try to, we, we all try to do what the Bible tells us to do. And, and, and the, there are just a lot of people out there that do not. And, and yet, that you can tell, like the ones who are just simply not obeying anything of the Bible whatsoever. They don't believe in Christ. They don't even believe that He existed or whatever. They don't even believe in God. And this, those are those people are easy to um, to, to spot. Those people are easy to understand. They're just lawless, wicked, and it, you know you're just like unholy, and mm-hmm. they're going to do what they do. But the ones that pretend to be your brother, right? The ones that that creep in unaware. Yeah. Th- those are the ones that you really got to watch out for, right? Yeah. The ones that have a form of godliness, but deny the but power. Deny the power. Yeah. Amen. That, uh, man, so true, Kevin. And that, that's, that's the tragedy right there, you know, because we can all say, you know, those who are outside the body, we, we know that they're being driven by the flesh, right? That's, that's what they live in because they're, they're not born of the spirit. But when you have brothers and sisters, that's the tragedy because it's, it can hurt, you know, and we just have to have grace for those who, who, who cause these offenses, you know, and just pray for them because it's like, man, you know, you're my brother and I trust that, you know, and then uh, it's just such a, you know, you see that happen all the time in the natural with, you know, family dynamics and, you know, the whole, you know, blood is thicker than water. And, but that, that really is a shame. And when, uh, brother Bob was talking about the talents, I think about that guys. And, uh, it's kind of a, a story real, real fast, a fast story about talents. And, you know, why did he bury it? Because he said he was afraid, right? So there's a, there's a faith problem to begin with. And I remember when I started the ministry, Centurions of Faith, I didn't want to start it. I remember the Lord put it on my heart to do it. And I was like, no, nah, Lord, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that's too much responsibility for me. You know what? I was like, what if I were to say something, you know, that would hurt my brother or sister or lead them astray? And the Lord just, he's right there with conviction. He's like, then you're not trusting me enough that I'm going to order your steps, that you're going to do what I say. And I was like, oh, Lord, you're right. It's a faith problem. And I was like, you know what? I'm all in. <laughs> in Lord. Yep. I know you're going to order my steps. I trust you. And, and those who say from their heart, from the previous verse in Matthew 25, 47, that B- brother Bob brought up that, that is so true. You don't have to say things necessarily too. Like when those who come against you with offenses or judgments, it's the actions, right? Out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when I seen that in the scripture, I was like, man, it's such a, it's such a tragedy, but it exposes. It makes it manifest of what's actually going on on the inside. But we definitely have to keep our enemies, our brothers and sisters who we may not see eye to eye on in prayer always because they are lost and they need Jesus. They need him to guide them out of that dark abyss that they have walked into because usually, as you see, the common denominator with most of them, it's the pride, right? It's always the pride that blinds them and then it leads them to the works and that this is what I'm doing. I'm saving myself. I'm getting raptured out of here because, you know, I led 500 people to Christ last week. So that therefore qualifies me to make it in the rapture. And that's the kind of 
mentality that we deal with. And then especially as brother Kevin and Bob are saying during the high watch times, it's off the charts crazy. So definitely keep everyone in your prayers, especially us, but also our enemies. Yeah, yeah, I pray for enemy. I pray for all of them. And I actually prayed for them today because now they're really yeah. coming out of the woodworks. And I know from what I've seen of them, none of them really have that 100%, 100% faith in Jesus' blood to save them. Okay, mm-hmm. they have to get 1% of their works or 10% or 30% or even 50%. Okay, look, if it's not 100%, you're not saved. I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. When you download something, John, if it goes mm-hmm. to 99%, is it downloaded yet? You. No, it has to be one hundred percent. Okay, it's a broken so, link. <laughs> it, it, it's like the Holy Spirit. It's like it's like you got to be one hundred percent Jesus. Okay, it can't be anything about you when it comes to going to the throne. Amen. When it comes to re- re- regenerating your body, being resurrected, and being a being that is righteous to stand before God. Okay, Amen. and not get thrown down into the lake of fire. Okay, so it it takes in order. Jesus, said we have to be born again from heaven. Okay, we have to be born again from above. That yes. has to come down and be bestowed into us and given Amen. to us as a gift, Hallelujah. as laid out in Ephesians two eight nine. We receive this gift by faith and Amen. also uh, without work, lest no man should boast. And of course, Philippians three nine one one. Say this one here, and be found in Him who are us in the body of Christ. Be found in Him, Jesus, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ, his finished works, his bloodshed to atone for our sins, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Okay, what works? Uh, He didn't put a comma there. I don't see a comma in works. Go to your soup kitchen, give money at church. Exactly. Go give all you Catholics out there, give that money. Go light your candles. Doesn't do what you do. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I love it. Bob, that's so awesome. I love the way you put that with the download. It reminds me of like a nerdy type, you know, hash values of the download or, or like the TCP IP handshake, right? The checksum and, and it's checking its value. And um, you can actually see pictures of this guys in the Old Testament when it comes to like the feast days, when they're operating according to God's plan. He's like, they're my feast days. And when they corrupted it, he's like, that was like your feast days. Get those things out of here. <laughs> what is this garbage? You know, and then also, you know, with Moses, he, you know, they're my people, you know, and then as soon as they go, Moses, they gone and corrupted themselves. It's an incomplete download here. They are taking it. They didn't finish it and it's all crazy now. So it's no longer in the image that I had created it to be in. And so I, the way you said there Bob, was awesome. I was yeah. like, man, that's such a perfect way to explain that. Yeah, only people during our time understand that. You try saying that like 50 years ago. Like, <laughs> I don't what? follow. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what though encourages me is is before we came on, um, we were on for like at least 10 minutes beforehand. Um, and that's that's not very common. Like at least a couple people come in, you know, usually it's me. Come in like a few minutes beforehand, just try to get things. But but people, everyone was here, and and we, I think that we had the most fun chatting before this broadcast than we had in, in for I don't know I don't remember a time we were laughing having a good time. That really encourages me that during this time of just um, huge persecution on us that we're that we all are still upbeat encouraged, encouraging others, encouraging each other 
I mean, it's it, you got you brothers are amazing. You brothers are amazing. That's all there's to it. You guys are getting hammered more than I am, and you guys are are happier than I am. I, I just I just love it. Bob's like, bring it on, more rewards. <laughs> Amen. Definitely, all the glory be to God. Because like I was saying earlier, man, I was I got pretty beat up, and God, he. He came scooping down for the win again, proving to me time and time again, it's not by my strength nor by my might, but it's by his strength, his might, his spirit. And because, you know, we we kind of get discouraged sometimes, you know, and then God's just like, hey, man, there's no reason for that. You know, turn that frown upside down. God's encouragement, exhortations or beyond words. And you will affectionately know it as the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. And I just mm -hmm. absolutely love that. Paul was Paul was hit every day, physically yeah. and spiritually, and he was keeping such a good a good mood in a way. That's why Second Corinthians twelve, when he has the thorn, the thorn, he says, "I rejoice in my infirmities. I rejoice in all this because you know it's for the Lord, and that's what we're doing. We're taking care of the earth right now." I mean, with people trying to bring the gospel while while is not there. Well, is there, but I mean, physically, when it comes for the rapture, and that's what uh, Bob brought up there with the servant, right? We're just watching, but if we stop watching, it is going to come on a day that we not we don't watch, and we're going to be in serious trouble. Like the judgment seat of Christ, uh, it's going to be just a big pile of smoke if we don't watch that's why i'm 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 always watching i'm always thinking somebody told me today how many you think will be raptured i said i don't know it's hard to say he said one ten percent ten percent of the world i said why he said there was in the parable of the ten that were sick there was a leopard he saved the 10 of them and only one came back to say thank you. So I said, it's a good reference. It's a good reference. But still, 10% of the world right now, it, it would be uh, some, uh, not, not a big number, if I may say. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, I think it probably, we're probably looking at around 100 million, 200 million. Yeah. I, I mean, the majority of the, those are going to be raptured are children. Okay, yes. but as far as a percentage of full-grown adults, maybe uh, maybe two, three hundred million. I'm thinking. I mean, I don't know, but the way it seems to me, if you look at the uh, if you look at the numbers, a uh, majority of 1.3 million, uh, you know, supposed believers on the earth. That's what we're looking at right now. Majority of those are Catholic, and of course, those are doctrines of devils. All right, so that they 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 don't know about the blood. Okay, at least most of them don't. All right. So if you just do that 10% number you're talking about right there, John, the 1.3 million, we're looking at about 130 million people, okay, that have truly have the indwelling Holy Spirit, okay? And I think that's fair because, you know, here we are on a global platform, and I'm looking at maybe, like, look at Robert Breaker's channel, okay? Perfect example. 650,000 subscribers there or something like that okay yeah. you you would figure we would have at least a million he would have at least a million because he's that yes. good okay and since we have 1.3 or 4 billion believers right you should at least be over at least be over a million right but that's mm -hmm. not the case so basically i think you're right you know maybe about 110 percent 
might be looking, maybe 7%. Okay. And, and of course, I've seen a lot of people here making comments about the phone. That's a big day tomorrow, guys. I don't know what's going, oh, going yeah. to happen. I, know, but a lot of people, I see it here in the chat a lot. Everybody's yeah. worried about these this whole phone thing. You shouldn't be worried about the phone thing because we're covered in the blood of Christ. Amen. Okay. Could that sound yeah. be the last Trump? <laughs> yeah. We have a promise in us called the, the we have a promise in us called the Holy Spirit, the earnest of our salvation, laid out in Ephesians 1 13, 14. It's the earnest of promise of future performance. God said, I'm going to resurrect you, John, but what I'm going to do for now is I'm going to rebirth your spirit. The first mm -hmm. part of you, all right, in case you die before the resurrection. Okay. And then what's going to happen? Everybody that dies before the resurrection, I'm going to bring them back and resurrect them on the day of yeah. the resurrection. And those who are still alive with the same gift that you have right now, I'm just going to tie up the loose ends and rapture all of them right there. Sound good? So the Holy Spirit indwelling with us, within us is that operation that I laid out earlier in Colossians 2.12, the operation of God in, in us, the Holy Spirit being sealed, Ephesians 4.30. Okay? It's his work. Yeah, Amen. our flesh stinks. Our flesh sins. Our flesh yeah. is not perfect. We do almost everything wrong. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's like, yeah. Yeah. For me, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Hey, man, you know? that's the truth. Hey, wait yeah. a minute. For you too, buddy. Um, yeah. Man, that's a, that's a blessing though. You know, the end of Romans seven and yeah, beginning of Romans eight, you know, it's like, who can deliver me from this body? And I know we've all have been there and gone through that. And I remember so many times going back there and reading that and be in tears and be like, God, I can't wait till this body is finally subdued because I know you're able to subdue all things unto yourself. And I, that moment when that flesh is, destroyed and changed over to the incor you know that that immortal body right ah can you imagine I mean, the, the it's just going to be so amazing the greatest apostle to the gentiles was there just in anguish going oh i'm just so wretched you know i mean yep. he's agonizing over it and just i mean we do it too we we, we we're there we understand i mean paul was a sinner i mean paul literally mm. had Christians killed. I mean, he, oh, he, yeah. he might've even done, done it himself. We, we don't know exactly, but we do know that he absolutely was doing that, was, was involved in that. So, I mean, up to that point, he, he was, he felt like he was doing the right thing. And then the Lord Jesus himself is like, why are you persecuting me? And that changed his life. It changed his life. Amen. And yet even Amen. after that, he still sinned. And he's mm. grieving over it, going, when am I going to get out of this flesh? The flesh Amen, and the Lord. spirit just are just warring at each other all the time. Mm. And yet I know that God is looking at my spirit. And I know that that is the salvation that I'm going to receive because I've received and I've received him. And so Amen. he's going to receive me. And so no, no matter what this wretched body does, And yeah. sure, he says, look, you got to stay away from these things if you want to inherit the kingdom. These are very important things not to do. You do not want to defile yourself in these ways because that yeah. will disqualify you. However, the, the salvation that he, that he received after being so wretched and still sitting and still re realizing that he was still saved and that God had not turned his back on him, that no yeah. matter uh, what sin he's going to he'd commit, God was still there and was still and was basically still saying, look, you can come back. 
you can come back to me and be even closer. I mean, that, that isn't that an amazing promise that we have that even though we fall, he's there to pick us up every man. Time. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that has been one of the most real, the Holy Spirit, you know, he guides us into the truth. It's like next level learning. And when that truth is embodied and you step into it and the Holy Spirit really puts you into the truth of that, that's exactly what you learn that love, it's the bond of perfection. And it's so amazing when you see that and it's like, Lord, and we've talked about this, uh, I think me and you, Kevin, even here on Uptime, it's like, wow, when you see how God's working and his grace and his love for you, you know, and you realize how much you're forgiven, right? Those who are forgiveth much, loveth much. You just continually grow in that love with the Lord. And it's like, wow, it's so humbling. It's, it's a different, it's a different thing from works, right? Because works, so you go out and you do something, you pat yourself on the back and you grow in pride. But when you grow in relationship with Jesus, it's a humbling thing, right? You go lower and lower below God's feet, right? And you just are yes. so grateful that mm -hmm. Jesus has pulled you out of that darkness and into his marvelous light, you know, and it's like, thank you, Jesus, mm -hmm. for your grace, for your love, and that you have never left me nor forsaken me, because there's been so many times in the world when we know that people would have left us, they would have forsaken us, but God's love is perfect, you know, it's a perfect love, and he sealed you with his Holy Spirit, and I try to tell people, it's so, you know, Ephesians 2.10 is not just, oh, you know, we're created, you know, we're his work machine created God, you know, for good works, and da da da, da. it's like, no, think about this, the king of the universe, you're his workmanship, he is, he's going to finish his work in you. There is, you, he's gonna complete it. He's God. He can do all things. He's all powerful. So when we realize that, hey, I'm not even at work in myself to, you know, where it says, do you not know that you're not your own, but you were bought at a price? Those are the most reassuring scriptures ever. And just how humbling that is. It's like, God. Man, you're so amazing how you do this constantly. You know, there's no one like you. There's no one. And people make the mistake and they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, you can only handle so much. And they try to bring God down to man's level of understanding. And it's like, man, isn't that always the pivotal fall of the and leaning on our own understanding? Because clearly we know his ways are so much higher than our own. And I am grateful for that because i'm like thank you jesus every day is a blessing you know we can't go you know you can maybe you're more righteous <laughs> but you know i how do you go through a day without you know having a thought or like getting slightly upset when you shouldn't have and obviously we know sanctification over time you know you do less of that but i mean it's like wow god you know if it was up to us we'd all be lost causes every single one of us amen I saw this one here watching the chat right now. I said, guys, a jab is not the mark. You won't yeah. be able to take it accidentally. You know that you are giving your life to Satan. Trust me, when you will know when you oh, take yeah. the mark of the beast because the Bible says that Bible says that there will be an angel that will warn you before you take it. The angel of the Lord, whether it's going to be Gabriel or whoever's going to be flying about the midst yeah. of heaven or angels, that angel, the Bible says God, God's going to warn you. He's like, this is your last chance. I don't want you to go to the lake of fire. This is where the all shall be saved. All shall come 
to repentance, eternal life. Okay, that's his will. So you will be warned by an angel face to face. And mm-hmm. if you go right past that angel, hit his shoulder and go get your mark, you deserve to go to the lake of fire. In your okay? own in, in your own language as well. I mean, it, yeah. it, like worldwide, mm-hmm. this is that's going to happen. I mean, it's uh, did, did do you know of anybody who who took the jab um, for spiritual reasons? Who, who said that they were that they took it because they wanted to worship somebody or something? I, I I haven't heard of it. One person or anybody in the media or anything like that saying that it was a spiritual decision to take it. <laughs> I mean, I've heard about think, people saying and getting religious exemptions not yeah. to, but but to take it. I did not hear of anything spiritual whatsoever of a reason why somebody took it. But the mark is all about that it is all about spiritual it is all about accepting the antichrist as your savior it is all about putting all your faith and trust in him that's what it's all about some people think oh it's just about eating and this and that no 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 it is these the people who take the mark have rejected jesus christ as their savior and accepted the antichrist as their savior did anyone accept anybody as their savior when taking the the jab? I did not hear of anybody in on the news or anybody personally no. or anybody like that. No, the people who, who who say that it is just they they really have a poor understanding of end times and what what the antichrist is all about, what God is all about, what His mercy is. That they think Paul's a liar when he says that. Um, you know, nothing's going to separate us from God. They think Jesus is a liar when he said that it's not what goes yep. into the body that defiles a man. It's yep. what comes out of the body. So, they, they, you know, they, they've made everybody up. Uh, every single person in the Bible is a liar, and they know better than everybody else. And, exactly. and they're going to condemn you to hell immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if they believe and they're doing those things and they believe in Christ, the, there were any rewards that they may have get, gotten. I mean, the Bible says that it's going to be taken away from I mean, Bob, you, you you mentioned it earlier. It's just this is not the way to go, people. Let 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 let's let's can we reason here? I mean, let, let's 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 try to <laughs> let's build reason. each other. Reason. Let's, Amen. let's try to build each other up and edify each other. Amen. I mean, let's not tear each other down, especially yeah. in these times. Well, yeah. you know, a house uh, divided cannot stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we see. Exactly. That's what we just saw today. Yeah. In real life, we saw a house divided that cannot stand. Amen. Amen. That's that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Kevin. Thank you. We have the same thing here in Canada. House, and now it's going to fall. And the fact is, right before this whole thing tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it's going to <laughs> You remember that movie of ba- what Babylon is falling? Right. You know, it was about the United States oh. just getting crushed. Wasn't oh, it yeah. Babylon is falling? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was called. I think that's an old. It sounds movie. familiar. Yeah, it's an older movie, yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, it, we're, are we seeing that happen like right before our eyes? I mean, I, if it's not, what are we seeing? I mean, we're yeah. seeing America just crushed yeah, under the weight under its own its own poor decisions and mismanagement. I mean, you yeah. created the crisis. The, 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 that's what, and see that that's what Gates was saying today. He's like. You know what? We're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. We haven't passed a, a, a normal budget in two decades. I mean, what is going on in this country? It is just falling into pieces, yeah. and we're at, and we're witnessing it right before it, you, you, 
our very eyes. And it's not like it's a slow burn anymore. Mm-mm. It is. No, a, I mean, this thing is a raging bad. fire. Well, the, I mean, uh, yeah. the dumpster fire. It's still burning. Yeah. The WEF, they're getting bold. Klaus Schwab's mm-hmm. getting really bold now. Okay. And uh, thanks to Biden's illegal agreement with Klaus Schwab at WEF, they're uh, basically, uh, they're claiming that now that disinformation may destabilize national government. Okay, this is what WEF is saying. So they're basically, they need to come in here and regulate us now. Okay. And like I said, their claim is is disinformation will destabilize national government and you'll be prosecuted for it. Okay. And, uh, you know, right now, you're banned, okay. You're 86, okay. You are canceled, all right. But the day is coming where you'll be banned for it, okay, for for bad speech like that. It's like all the stuff we're doing right now, eventually yeah. it'll be bad speech. And I mean, we we won't be able to do this stuff down the road, yeah, okay. So well, the stuff we're doing right now, we will actually be banned for it, okay. And here's the here's the thing too. According to the WEF, and this is actually in print. Okay, when they come here, and not just here, to any nation that they have authority over, it basically it says enforcement may not, and, is, and I'm quoting it here, that the enforcement may not be aligned with existing national laws. However, if we are going to combat the presence of cybercrime and domestic terrorism at illegal and illegal financial transactions, including drug dealing, we must take action that could violate national laws in other words, they could do whatever they want. So here, though, look at this. It says cybercrime. What's a cybercrime? You use a cryptocurrency, John. You use cryptocurrency. That's a cybercrime because you support terrorism. Because uh, our DOJ just came out and said that the crypto Bitcoin is the preferred method of payment for ISIS. They have no, they have no uh, proof of that. No data. No, they just said it. So I guess yep. it's law, right? So and it says that, and it says, and domestic terrorism. And basically what they're trying to do right now is label us all terrorists. If you use crypto, if you do a transaction that's private, Michael, you will be considered a terrorist. Now, why why would they care if we do private transactions? Because the mark of the beast is a global government knows what you're doing type transactions. You have to be a part of that part of that beast system by getting that mark. So you won't be doing I mean, they're going to outlaw bartering. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't barter. You try to yep. get get no a somebody a pack of smokes for a bottle of whiskey or something like that. Yep. You're gonna get thrown in prison. You gotta go yeah. underground. Right? <laughs> it reminds me of uh, V for Vendetta. How everyone who did something wrong, they were in the movie. They called it black bagged, where they just would come and take him like a SWAT team, and they would disappear them. <laughs> and it's so interesting that you say that, Bob. And it, the, I think the goal is exactly what you're saying. It's to be able to label people terrorists, because we know that you know at September of 2001 time frame. Because of certain events that happened, they were able to pass the Patriot Act, which I always say that really the idea behind it all was exactly that. It's a for the Patriots, right? And that it's hidden within the title itself. And be, and if you are labeled, the government labels you a terrorist, there's no, they don't need anything for due process. They can nope. take you away. They can black bag you just like McCready on Viva Vendetta. They will disappear <laughs> you and you will never be found again. And the framework, that infrastructure for that to take place is already there. 
It's just waiting for mm-hmm. when they decide that they're going to choose to use it on a global or mass scale. It's kind of alarming. Well, to think you know about. what's interesting is like, I, I mean, been around for a while now, um, maybe not as long as a lot of people in chat and, and watching this, but yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've, I, I've seen a lot of stuff go on and I've been through a, like a lot of different presidential elections um, for, you know, this fourth decade. And, that I vote that I could vote. And, you know, I got to tell you, um, I've never seen it where people are basically saying, look, if this person wins, we're going to die. They are going to come after us and they are going to kill us. I mean, it, 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 I just really haven't seen that before, but this week it's really ramped up. There's a lot of people that are posting um, that, Hey, if um, you know, if the, the Democrats and Biden win again, they're going to start killing like conservatives, just straight up, straight up killing them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just made it just it just the fact that they're saying all those things and, and knowing that in the end that that people are going to be rounded up and killed. Um, it, it just it just confirms again how close that this world is. Um, mm-hmm. And then you, when you look at Israel and you hear Benjamin Netanyahu last week saying, we're on the cusp of peace with Saudi Arabia. One yeah. of the big things of the end times is that Ezekiel 38, 39 war, whenever that's going to happen. Right. Um, some people believe it's two wars or whatever, but the point is like, there is going to be a war where Russia, Turkey, Iran, and, and a bunch of other nations come from the North to take spoil in Israel. And what does Saudi Arabia do? Do they join in that fight and say, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack Israel"? No, they actually protest and they say, "Have you come to take spoil from Israel?" So they have to be somewhat on Israel's side exactly. in order to do that. And that is that was never the case before, not even close. Okay, I mean they're a part of wars against Israel. So. But now you're looking and you hear the prime minister of Israel saying that we're on the cusp of peace with them. I mean, how close mm-hmm. is everything to be set up? And we talked about this before, that the, the alliance between Iran, Turkey and Russia had never happened before in human history. And yet right. they're there shaking hands. And, and we've also said that there is a timestamp for this. Like this cannot last forever. This situation, mm-hmm. the world changes and uh, things change. But the world is is just about ready to actually confirm a covenant with many uh, and the Antichrist doing so and, and making a false peace, a covenant with death. How close is that? I mean, we're Netanyahu says we're on the cusp. Mm. Well, in fact, uh, the, uh, the guys seen over the last few days, the IDF reportedly they were um Reportedly strikes and Iranian weapons shipments near Damascus. They're starting to strike, starting to hit them now with missiles. Mm. Okay. And I guess according to the reports, it had like over 50 different Iranian cargo planes that landed near Damascus in their international airport. Okay. So thing is, they started shooting at all of them and blowing a lot of those areas up around Damascus. Now, I'm sure that they had a good reason to do that because I'm sure nobody's saying that those planes are full of rubber dog crap. Okay. Those planes are full of weapons. Okay. Mm. So evidently they're blowing them up, but they're near Damascus. Okay. So everything is getting closer and closer to Damascus now. 
Okay, and that's uh, Isaiah 17, 1, the burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city and shall be a ruinous heap. All right. It's not a ruinous heap yet. People still live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got internet there. Okay, I got sub subscribers in Damascus. Okay. So Damascus is still a city as long as people are still living in that city. Okay. The people, it's the people that make the city, not the city itself. Because I see right. a lot of Ro- Roman cities that are ruin- that ruinous heaps. Nobody lives yeah. there anymore, so no, no longer right. a city, right? right. Exactly. So I think we are uh, the fact that those missiles are getting closer and closer now to Damascus from Israel is definitely an indicator that we don't have you know three or four years left of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they know how much weaponry is actually saved under that city. Okay. Man, they, they're imagine. just waiting for that time. The hand of restraint has to be removed before <laughs> exactly. before they blow a crater. <laughs> In the earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, right, and now, when you... right now we got Turkey, Iran, and Russia in Syria. I mean, they're right on, on right to the north of Israel. I mean, so this is not going to last forever, people. This, this, this is something's going to happen. And uh, it seems like there's well, there a lot of things are going to happen. And it seems like everything is actually converging to happen very, very, very soon. So. Uh, I mean, for those who are getting weary and saying, I don't think this is going to happen for a while now, the, the rapture date hasn't changed. It's an appointed time by God. Amen. The, the only thing that's changing yep. is your mind. Uh, so remember that, that, that you've got to keep on running this race. I mean, that is what we are commissioned to do here before we are taken or before we die. We are to run the race to the end. We cannot get weary. And I can't imagine anybody thinking that we've got a lot more time to go when actually things are speeding up to show us that it's going to happen even sooner than we even imagine can possibly imagine. Oh, I know. And it's crazy. Doesn't the day seem so fast? I don't know about you guys. I don't know if it's because of the editing and be my sheet day and up to when it seems like the days are like super fast. We're in the fourth quarter. My world. Yeah, it's like, whoa, it's man, this incredible. it's like, yeah, you don't even have a chance yeah. to freeze sometimes. It's like, wow, it's already nighttime. What? I don't I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's no. just, There's not it's enough crazy. hours in the day. There's yeah. not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Uh, That's right. A question that comes a lot, and it, it kind of follow with that, like the Jews are ready to sacrifice uh, no matter what. Uh, we know all that, that they could have a temple as a tent and they would be fine with it. A lot of people are asking now, do you think that they're going to sacrifice the red effort this year? I think they'll start it next year with the Passover. With the Passover, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I think they'll do that next yeah. year. Yeah, I don't know I why they would sacrifice one this year. I, I, I know that they that they like to think that they're practicing um, yeah. God's, God's desires, uh, but yeah. it would seem like Passover would be the... Uh, the first the, the first time that they would want to do that right okay. i mean or maybe that would make sense yeah, yeah it seems like somewhere around That's that what i think too. yeah yeah and you know it's really interesting too that we're just bringing this up bob we were talking about damascus being a crater and i was thinking about it and i was like man this is really interesting because going back to what you were stating at the very near the very beginning of this uh broadcast about uh 
you know, Paul, I think it was you, right? Talking about Paul on the way to Damascus and how he's kicking up against the goads, you know, and it's like, wow, how interesting that that age, right, could potentially be tied in like the end from the beginning and how Damascus has been central around those, those two times. And it's, it's something I've always kind of considered and nothing that you really could go beyond just speculation, but I definitely found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But Damascus is not safe to live in right now. You, yeah, I wouldn't want to live in Damascus. I would think that that's probably the, I, I mean, knowing the prophecy of, um, what is Isaiah 17, exactly. 1, knowing that mm-hmm. prophecy, yeah, I, I don't, I think that that would be the city you probably want to stay away from the most. I mean, but then again, there are Christians there still. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. God always has like, this, you know, the group that's there that's, and, and and probably people are there's probably a net gain for people coming to the Lord there. So I mean they're doing mm-hmm. work, and it's uh, I mean even even though they're there, I mean there are listen probably the second worst place is California, um, and <laughs> and yet there are many Christians that are there, uh, including my family that that are are still there and occupying. So there's yeah. there, there there are people occupying all over the world in places that you are like, wow, that's crazy. How can you even live yeah. there? But God sustains. God sustains them. Amen. It's such a unique dynamic, though, right? Because you go to third world countries, you go to the Philippines, you go to different like Thailand, and you see everyone, like 50 people jammed into a dirt floor hut, you know, and, and they are just smiling ear to ear, happy. And then you go into places where there's just there's nothing of want, right? And it's total abundance and everyone is, you know, alcoholics, they're drug addicts, they're miserable and they're sad, you know, they have dysfunctional families. And it's, it's really interesting because yeah, you go to these places that are really hard, like just in every aspect of life and including persecution. And yeah, it's, there's, God's always moving and it's thriving and people, people are put into a more, I think it's the, the humble, right? They, they, they're in a place where they know that they need help, you know, but when you're in abundance, you don't know that you need help. You're like, I can do whatever I want. I can afford to do all these things. And I always thought that was such a, I guess that's why I said it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into paradise. But if it ended there, that'd be depressing because he said, but with God, all things are possible. So thank you, Jesus, for that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Is this, this country ain't going to become much better. Okay, we are on a slippery slope, mm. really bad slippery slope. This country right now, you know, a lot of people don't think about it. You know, United States of America, right, freest, greatest country still on the planet. The, 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 the globalists cannot have this whole thing going on when they have a global, global dictatorship, especially during the tribulation. So they have to quickly take this nation down, and that's why they put Biden in to deliberately do that. Okay, mm-hmm. but did you know that uh, we there are over 400 million handguns, weapons that are distributed to Americans throughout this country. We have over 100 million heavily armed Americans and growing, okay, in this country. Do you know, according to world statistics, that makes us collectively the second largest army in the world, only second to China, numbers-wise? We are the second largest army in the world of armed people. And, and this is why they don't want us to all come together, because if we did, <laughs> you know, yeah, so this especially is why, in the um, South. I think this is why they have to um, do a whole like, you know, their best bet, I would say, is to do a grid down. 
because we would use all this ammunition against each other trying to trying to live. Okay, trying mm-hmm. to survive, mm-hmm. exhaust all of our guns, all of our bullets, exhaust everything. Even Albert Pike's letters talks about that. Well, yeah, that's what they said, right? Like that um, yeah. in the first week of, of everything going down, like 90% of the population died. Right. Yeah. So that's, that will, I think that would be their best bet. Now, China wants that because China wants to come in here, come in here and take over this nation. And they want to dwell here. They want to use all of our nuclear plants. They want to live in our homes. They want our cars. They want our oil. That's why we can't touch it. That's why Biden said, oh, don't we're I'm saving the Chinese coming over here. And their defense ministers, the last five defense ministers, especially one back in We Fame back in 2017, he said, hey, thank you, America, for everything you've done. But our people are starving here. We need your land, your resources. We will do a genocide there. We are not going to share with you. We will come there and take over that nation. Okay. They said it like 10 times in print, five times in public, something like that. Okay. So their plan is definitely to come here and take it over. But they don't want to do a nuclear attack because yeah. if they did, then they're talking about nuclear fallout and all this stuff. They can't do that. But the problem is, now, the globalists who are circumventing China, what they want, they are saying, you know, we just can't seem to take this country down because too many people are waking up because of bumbling Biden. They they played their hand. They overplayed their hand. So everybody's waking up. People are buying more guns than ever. OK, <laughs> so now they're like, you know, I think we're going to see more desperate measures, John. I think we're going to see more desperate measures beyond the half of these globalists. Oh, and man. perhaps maybe a nuclear war. Now, now China doesn't want that. Russia, oh, they want it all day long. Oh, Iran, yeah, ready want it all push. day long. You know, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, so, they're ready. They are ready, ready to push the button. They're mm-hmm. they're very fidgety and ready to go. Right. So and that's, that's scary. That that's now. the scary part, especially us. Like in Canada, we kind of. Uh, wait on you guys because we might need you uh, we surely will because don't don't forget what's in between russia and united states canada if you look at a map so all the mishaps will will fall on us mm-hmm. either way yeah. oops yeah, I could see that. this one didn't make it sorry boom right so it's crazy but And a lot of people think about it now on the street. No, not so much. You talk to people to say, well, we'll see. We'll see. At one point, that train in the tunnel, when you see the light, it's not the exit. It's going to be the train coming towards you. Very, uh, very rushing freight train. And that's going to be hard. But that's what it is. And you were talking about China. Uh, Vancouver, which is above California. And here, which is on the eastbound side, St. John's, Newfoundland, we have a great university here. You wouldn't believe that the, mm-hmm. the two languages in Canada is French and English. But when you go at the university, it doesn't speak French at all. It's English or Chinese. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And this is, uh, I pulled up on the screen here what exactly Bob was saying. The supreme art of war it's to subdue the enemy without fighting. And that's from Sun Tzu, the, the Chinese general who wrote this, Sun Tzu, the art of war. And that's exactly, exactly what we're seeing taking place in America. They, yeah, they're masterful tacticians and they are willing to be patient. 
they are patient and they're waiting and biding <laughs> time with Biden. And that's exactly what's taking place with all, again, probably sound like a broken record here, but the distribution centers, the, the railways and the fires and the spills and so on and so forth, the borders, right? Everything is kind of what coming to a, what is the word? Like a crescendo, right? It's coming all coming together because of the common goal of the East. And I believe that is to take down America. And I believe they know that if America goes, the rest of the Western we'll follow, world is going to yeah. oh, yeah. follow. Well, that's a good point here, Michael. It's the this boiling point. frog, boiling frog mm-hmm. uh, thing there. It says here, the, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting, without firing a shot. Okay, yep, that's what China exactly. wanted to do. That's why the China's um, China's propaganda here in this nation, they were pushing through the propaganda machine. They were trying to um, attack masculinity in men. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to be masculine. Our testosterone levels are half of what they were 50 years ago. Okay, men are beginning to act like women. All right. And when they begin acting like women, they're not going to be great fighters. Okay. You got to be masculine. You got to have a lot of testosterone. You got it in order to be a fighter. That's why they said men to war, not the women. Okay. Yeah. And they're having all the men in this country act like a bunch of sissies. Okay. You know, half of them probably can't, um, half of them can't even change a tire on a car anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's true. So if, if, you, if everybody's going to run around like a bunch of sissies, not wanting to fight, or, oh, I hate guns, I hate guns, you know, and act that way, guess what? You have an army coming in here, and they're all going to be mm-hmm. fully testosterone men, masculine, like you wouldn't believe, coming yeah. in here, marching in here. None of these none of these men are going to stand up to them. Mm-mm. Okay, the women are not going to stand up to them. The men have to stand up. But you know what? All the men, they're, they're teaching that masculinity is, what's it, uh, Toxic. Talk, yeah, toxic. toxic masculinity. It's toxic yeah. to be masculine. You see all those those keywords going around. Just, yeah. You need to be you need to be more feminine. You need to be feminized. You know, stuff yeah. like that. You know. Yeah. I think we got exactly. some more, I think we have women who act more more masculine than men now. <laughs> Put your hand on your head like that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's, you're absolutely right, Bob. That's exactly exactly what they're gonna do. Because that's army why they're doing here. it. Yeah. The army comes in here. They're not going to be worried about the elderly. Okay. Mm-hmm. They can overcome the elderly. They're not going to be worried about children. They can overcome the children. They're not worried about the women because they can overcome yeah. the women. What they're going to be worried about are strong, masculine men. Yeah. Men that, of, and men in the fighting age fight. range. Yeah. If they're yeah. not here, or they're not, if they're only tiny pockets, okay, these militias, proud boys, whatever you want to call them, yeah. if that's all we got, we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. 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 It didn't do good for the uh, the big uh, truck strike that we had a couple of years ago. So, yeah, uh, all those pride boy or whatever denomination they were, they're all in jail now in Canada. Wow! Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so I, I, see, I, I think, never knew what happened. Gonna, you know, um, you know, you do have a uh, Chinese. Uh, there are Chinese bases along your border over there, John. They do have some Chinese bases, and we've seen uh, in Russian bases too. I've seen in Dreams and Visions here where they launch uh, nuclear batteries from Canada's border down to us. So whenever that, whenever that's going to happen, at the right launching right, right. what? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> you there? Yes, I am. So, did you hear about that? No, I never heard. The first word I hear right now is you. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, according to our sources, that they're there, and mm. according to Dreams and Visions, they launch nuclear batteries from Canada's southern border into our nation. Okay, and um, I've seen that a bunch of times in Dreams and Visions, but I do I am aware that there are there are Chinese bases there. We got a we have a few of them here in the states, but they're called police stations. Right yeah, now. I was gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they're going to do a beachhead. They kind of got a beachhead going on northern, uh, southern Canada, but they need to establish a beachhead down in southern Mexico, uh, southern America, uh, um, Mexico border. You know, that's why the border's wide open now. You know, so we have all that going on. So we have all this. I mean, just an absolute mess here. It's just absolute mess. We cannot sustain this for another year or three. We just can't sustain it. So the, I'm not surprised that there's some big test tomorrow. And they're not telling us what it's all about. Uh, no. At this point, I'm not surprised. That's so you hidden. A, you got a big mess all over the world, right? You got uh, brothers uh, that are, uh, you know, beating up other brothers. I mean, if this is not the mm-hmm. end, when is the end? I mean, what, when is the end of this age if this is not it? Uh, it it's it, it, sure it could get a little worse, more worse before we go. But I mean, we're. we're the, there's not much more to go until it's not sustainable anymore. Um, and I think that we all see that. And it's just, it's just become so apparent so quickly that this is it, that this is, this is the last part of this age. There's, mm-hmm. there's, it's not going to go on much longer. It can't. It's not possible. I mean, Jesus himself said that, uh, you know, he has to come back unless no flesh should be saved. Uh, so, that's years and years from now, okay? At least seven, we, you know? So what's going to happen over the next seven years? Uh, you can see how quickly it's already devolved, but there's still going to be at least seven years after we are raptured until Jesus comes back um, for the remnant of Israel and sets up his millennium king, millennial kingdom. So... Think about how long this world can actually, can it last more than seven years? I mean, no. And the reason why is that the days have to be shortened. <laughs> you see, yes. the actually shortened. We, you just talked about this, Michael. 24 hours in a day, not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. What's going to happen when it's only 16? I mean, you know, the, 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 everything's going to be compressed so much into that period of time. Like even now, 24 hours is not enough for us to do what we want. But when it yep. becomes sixteen hours for years, yeah. what what is what is the sense of urgency and everything is going to happen? Then it's going to be ramped up to a. Uh, I just it's hard to even imagine. But uh, but listen, we all know sure. that it's coming soon. We all can see it lining up. Yeah, and I think that all does for me, Bob, is it encourages yeah. me because it just shows how close we are. Yeah, and that, we're about at question the questions time, guys. Uh, do you, you want to take this away? Wild West question, uh, brother Bob panel. Will Christian persecution, per, Christian persecution come before we're raptured? Let me give you an idea what we're up against right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got the CIA, the FBI, the DHS, DOJ, the Secret Service, virtually everything you could think of from the State Department and all these agencies combining against us right now, along with Federal Reserve, and all major banks, along with a powerful group of senators led by. China, Mitch McConnell, of course. Okay, so you got all that, and they're all conspiring to make us domestic terrorists. Okay, 
if we do private transactions. All right. So we have all that coming at us right now. Okay. I think uh, what's his name did a great video. Mark Dice. He did a really good uh, video where Mark Dice, uh, yeah, what was was coming up against Trump. Okay, mm. <laughs> you got like 50, 70 years of this stuff building, and right now for them guys, it's checkmate for them. It's mm. time for them to do their big international global army to take us down. It's time to take us down now. Okay, that's why I think that that uh, this whole thing is tomorrow. I think it's the beginning of it. You know, so, yeah, I think right here that Christian persecution, you know, we're not going to be the center of attention, Wild West, now, okay? You know what's going to get bad, and I'm sure Kevin can elaborate on this, is when they start focusing on the worship part of the money. Okay, right now it's about getting rid of the money, the, the cryptocurrency and stuff like that. But when they start focusing on the worship mm -hmm. part, or before they get to that point, they need to start phasing everybody out. So that way we say, hey, you need to worship this image in this temple that's speaking, okay? And there can't be any other religion on earth. When that when that really starts to come forward, then that's when the persecution really ramps up, okay? I mean, these people are annoying as it, as it is right now with their hypocrisy. Just wait until they become yeah. this, these spiritual... Uh, you know, advocators. Uh, I mean, mm. can you imagine? Like, the, the, they're they're totally ungodly now. Um, some of them actually are hypocrites, and they'll they'll speak of, "Hey, Jesus would have done that, and God would have done this. Jesus was a Palestinian, and blah blah blah." I mean, all these other things. But but the ones the most the majority of them, though, you're like those people don't don't believe in anything except themselves and power and this and that. But wait until they put this other spiritual thing on how unbearable are they going to be at that point mm -hmm. yeah i can barely well, tell what they say now <laughs> ephesians six twelve and six eleven, uh stand against the vials of the devil all these things like you know we're not we're not fighting blood and uh we're not fighting flesh and blood we're fighting against principalities power of this world rulers darkness all this is effervescent it's it's growing and growing and growing so of course we take less space as christians but it's still growing at one point like like uh, kevin was saying i there is no way it can stand another seven years there's no way we we're gonna be either either uh, dead or rapture before that because mm -hmm. it's impossible the pace that is going right now like the pace of the woman in travail, there is no way, no way in the world that this can stop now and turn around. I don't believe that. Yeah, Amen no, that. And, and there's and there's no reason for it to stop because yeah. God's plan is that it doesn't stop. God's plan Amen. is that there is a uh, there is a day of reckoning. There is a judgment coming, and it's been it's been a long time uh, coming. So. I mean, it's all prophesied. It's not like, you know, God's going to change his mind and say, well, things are, are you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not going to allow the Antichrist to come. I'm not going to take take my, you know, my body up to me. I'm not going to do it. No. Mm. He, I mean, it, it, you have to remember, like, he's he's like a father. Uh, it's like a wedding, right? It's like you know, oh, yeah. getting things ready for the wedding and then 
did you think that that person who's getting those things for their wedding doesn't doesn't want to have the wedding to take place? Of course they do. Of course they do. I mean, it's a, it's it's a, it's an amazing um, day. I mean, it's amazing yeah. gathering. That's exactly what is going to to happen. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. It's 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 not going to get better. I don't know in English if you guys <laughs> use that. I don't know in English if you guys use that word wedding. In French, it's mariage. And it means you can use that not even just not for a woman and a man, but let's say that two companies get together. We mm. call that mariage. It, mm. It's it's a wedding, like they, they're getting together to become one and become stronger. And merger. Same thing for a. Eh? It's a merger, right? Merger, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that would be the word. Okay, merger. In French, we do use the word wedding in French, mariage, for that too. So I'm I'm saying that it's it's not just the physical thing of a woman and a man. It's 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 an example of what it is. But we're gonna be no matter what, don't matter what name you give it. I'll be with the Lord Jesus Christ when He calls me. That's for sure. Right. And in regards to this this question, I mean, I already said there are there are already a lot of people that are saying how much worse is going to get next year. Well, if this person wins, I'm going to die. And and there you have another group who says, if the other person wins, we are going to die. So, yeah. I mean, that is how bad they think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not everybody, obviously, in the world. But we're talking about people who are not insane. These people yeah. are, you know, have their, yeah. have their head on their shoulders. And they actually are closer to the inside action than we are. And they're yeah. saying those things. And, and so, and they're not putting in a biblical perspective. They're putting in, in, in like just straight up existence in this world. My yeah. existence is going to end because of my ideals, because of my party affiliation, because of my values. Uh, I mean, and each side is basically saying that about each other. So how yeah. bad could it get? I mean, <laughs> if the rapture happens, how bad is it going to get? World War Three is how bad it's going to yeah. get. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. you're talking about mass, ma- massive loss of life. Robin says, hey, I heard someone say that we should unplug our TVs also tomorrow. What do you think about that? You know, here's a problem. They did not tell us why they, we talked about before. They didn't tell us why they're doing this drill. Okay. They didn't want to tell us because we figured that they, they would have told us we would have saw right through their lives. We're, we're good at figuring out the government's lies. So that's probably why they just didn't want to bother with it. So I think I think ultimately it's for a nuclear nuclear war. That's what I think it's for. But you know, if you're if you're doing something like this, I believe our government's gonna take every advantage possible to mount a bunch of stuff with it. You're not gonna do some big operation and then not take advantage of, for example, sending out the signal. Now we know they want to bring in CBDCs. You they I know they want to track everybody and get everything set up for these 15 minute cities. But here's the thing. I think ultimately these are for the nuclear nuclear tests. But here's the thing. What if this drill turns into a snap drill? And if you know what snap drills are, Michael knows what snap drills are. And when I the drill don't. Is a, it's, it's a drill that turns into the real thing. Yeah. It's what they oh, had on, yeah. on a very it's famous kind of, day in, human, in American history not too long yeah. ago, about 20 years ago. So. Yeah. It could exactly. be a snap drill. I mean, 40 nations are doing it. I mean, why all of a sudden all these nations are doing it now, right around the same time we're doing it? 
I mean, Russia just did theirs today. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I think they, I think ultimately it's for a nuclear war warning, but if they're going to send out a signal, they might as well mess up all of our stuff and, you know, do something more far nefarious, you know? So I would say, you know, ultimately what I'm going to do is shut the power off to my house, throw my phone into a Faraday cage for two hours and uh, read a book. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, back. I, I, just cross, two, cross all your teeth, dot all your eyes, right, John? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's at 2.20 yeah. p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right? Technical yes. Two o'clock. I wonder if they're going to do it for Canada, too. Hmm. I haven't seen anything on the news or anything like this. Yeah. So, so I won't take any chance. Anybody in chat know? Yeah. Anybody in chat know if they're having a test tomorrow in Canada? Yeah. Is there one in Canada? 10.20 a.m. in Canada, somebody says. It's uh, 10.20 a.m. in Canada. Well, Canada has multiple time zones, so 10.20. Yeah. Is it Eastern or is it uh, what time is 10.20 for you? Because I'm half an hour earlier than the rest of Canada. Let's see here. As Martin says, yes, I saw it for Canada. Just uh, I, I'm sure somebody if you if you search it long enough, uh, yeah. John, you might find it. Yeah, the test is not yeah. worldwide. It it's yeah. it, there are a bunch of countries, but it's not every country on Earth. Everybody's yeah. doing their own tests. Yes, so I just but think not, America. Not every country on Earth though is doing the test tomorrow. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I just I'm wondering what yeah what time it is in Canada. Um, ten twenty, but ten twenty where? <laughs> you know, I think the Lord is that the Lord. Think about this. The mm-hmm. Lord is so gracious trying to get us ready. It's like, he's Amen. like, hey, just letting you know, if when you see these nations all start doing tests for nuclear warnings, yeah. I'm trying to tell you something's <laughs> about to happen. Yeah. You better repent. Except Jesus. Amen. It's coming. Okay? It just shows, shows me again, though, is how, how much this world is just connected lockstep with each other. It's just like what happened That's three horrible. years back. It's just like, yeah. you know, how quickly they all just come together in one mind. It's like yeah. the Tower 20, of Babel. You know? It's Remember, like the Tower uh, of Babel. It's just like, the, you know, what 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 can humans not do when they come together? It's like they're just just such evil just comes out yeah. of that. It's like it's yeah. why it to, that's why Babel had to be you know, destroyed. That's why the, the, the continents had to be separated. That's why, yeah. you know, the language had to be, you know, confused uh, amongst exactly. the people. I mean, it's, it, yeah, that's why the simulation must happen rem- again. It's just, it, it's, it's gotta stop. You Reminds know? me of, can't do that. Do you remember Mike? Pim- I think it was Mike Pompeo a lot. And during the 2020, they remember he said, this is a live exercise. Do you yeah. guys remember that craziness? Yeah, it's a live yeah. exercise. Yeah. The yeah, snap they're, they're, yeah. snap they're trying to yep. make the internet of all things. That's what we're trying to do right now. They want to they want to sync yep. up your right. your phone, your computer, your radio, your tablet, your car, anything that does communication. Your uh your bot your uh, internet box, cable, TVs, everything. They want to sync this whole thing up with the mm-hmm. uh, uh, this, uh the constellation. I guess what's called uh, Elon Musk satellites. Yeah, they call yep. the constellation. And they're going to sync everything up with this stuff, and Starlight. this constellation is going to be the the outer space, you know, grid, you know, 
So I, I'm not surprised that that's what I heard. That could be the case. What do you got there? And that's been chatting about that. <laughs> Green tea. She, she's, <laughs> uh, she's, some people were curious about it. <laughs> uh, she, she's got some interesting views on the Skylink and all that stuff on, on, on what, what, what's what that, how that's connected into this, you know? Yeah. It's man, but the web of things. PM yeah. Eastern time, 2 20 PM. Same. Time. Yeah, same. I just found it for Canada. The same in Canada. Yeah, yeah. T twenty Eastern yeah. time, and it and it says on the on the FEMA sheets that it actually goes two fifty. I don't know if they, they, they broadcast broadcast the signal. They said for for a few minutes, but then it says yeah. something about two fifty. So I'm thinking between two and three o'clock Eastern time at least. You yeah. know, kind of kind of go a little off early, go off grid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it might, it might not do any good. I'm sure they thought about that already. So yeah. that's the thing that might be waiting for you. So you turn everything on. I don't know. So I'm just taking the the normal precautions. There, there are a lot of people yeah. in, the, in the comment sections on, on, yeah. these, on the videos basically saying, that's what they want you to do, Bob. They want you to turn off your device. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you? Yeah. Oh, no. Who do you believe? I mean, you know. <laughs> They'll look at all the ones that go offline and draw a list up from there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, it's crazy lights. though. Yeah, because if you think about it, if something really does happen, and um, I thought about this actually quite seriously at at some point, and I remember thinking, you know, wow, it's gonna it's gonna be alarming, right? Because if something really did happen, I'm gonna be thinking about Bob. I'm gonna be thinking about John and Kevin and Greg. You know, I've by the grace of God, my, my family has ex- exponentially grown so large over the last couple of years. There's so many of you through the chat, every single one of you through the chat, you know, you guys are my family. You know, I never had a large family. It's always just been, you know, me and my wife and daughter and son. And that's, that's all it's ever been. Right. And then, so when I was born again, I came into a big family, the brother, a brotherhood, a body of Christ, a camaraderie that I searched my whole life for. So I'm going to be thinking about everyone and, and sincere, fervent prayer. If something really crazy does happen, but also having that hopeful <laughs> expectation of not just seeing, you know, Jesus, but to seeing my family together and my people, right? And I thought about Jeremiah the other day, and I used to think about this, guys, a long time ago. I was like, man, I don't understand how Jeremiah can get so worked up over those people. And then I started thinking, God's like, what about the BOC, Michael? And I'm like, it's like my people. I love them so much. I love you guys so much that it actually... You know, there's, I've been in tears praying for some of you guys and some of the things that you've sent me. And it's like, I've rejoiced with you. I've mourned with you. And we, we're just such a family. And that's something that's irreplaceable. So I totally get you, Jeremiah. I'm sorry that I ever doubted you, brother. <laughs> I get it, Jeremiah. Well, you know, I feel, I, I feel the same way about you guys, but I also feel like that toward a lot of people in our comment section and chat. Amen. Like, you know, I've been conversing Damn. with these people for yeah. years now, you know? I mean, yeah. some of the people are like, you know, remember me? I was on your channel in 2016 or 20. I'm like, whoa. You know, it's just like, yeah. wow. I mean, you know, we, we've, we've all, we're all in this. To, we're actually, we actually are in this together. Unlike Amen. Yes. politicians Amen. who say that we are. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a church. Agree. Come together. We come yeah. together. Do, do not, do, do not, do not, but. 
do not forsake the assembly. So we are here right. assembling. You know, you don't go to a church building. We assemble here. That's all we do. Yes, right. Okay. And you're not being taught false doctrines. Speaking mm. of false doctrines, uh, Elizabeth Brown question here. Does a Roman Catholic church believe in the rapture? No. Absolutely no. not. They believe it works. I mean, they're, 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 they're almost, almost friends bad there. as Muslims. They're almost bad. But they, they, I, went, I was a Catholic for 28 years. I never heard of the rapture. Yeah. I heard people get made fun of it. We got made fun of it back in 1988. That's all I knew about the rapture. Yeah. So and so I thought, oh, there's no such thing as a rapture. I yeah, the, the only reason why I, I learned about it was because my grandpa was interested in it. And uh, he was he was the weird one in the Lutheran church. <laughs> you know, it's like nobody else in the Lutheran church was talking about rapture or the book of Revelation. My grandpa was. And they were like, oh, my gosh, here he comes again. He's talking about the rapture. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. you know, but he got me interested in it at an early age, like 16, 15. And and, and um you know, so I thank him for that. You know, that thank you for for giving me the you know the knowledge of that to begin with. I mean, because I wasn't learning anything like that in Lutheran church. So yeah, I think a lot of churches are like that. They they don't talk about the rapture at all. But um, but I mean, if you're going to look for a church or a group of people, I suppose is better like to, to to explain it that way, who do believe in the rapture. You're, you probably don't want to start in the Catholic Church. I mean, that's right. that's probably not the, the no, place. No, because to, they believe know. in the purgatory. I mean, Bob, did you? I mean, you, like you said, you were in the Catholic Church for what twenty eight years, and you you never heard about it once. No, yeah. never heard about it. And I, I and I studied and stuff like that, stuff that they told me to look at and stuff like that. But yeah. when I started reading the Bible for myself, and then once I got to First Thessalonians four sixteen seventeen, looking at all this stuff, I'm like. I have one of those moments. I'm like, hey, what's this? <laughs> no, no, don't put that. You don't read that chapter. Read that chapter. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Isaiah 53. Yeah, 53. Not Isaiah, yeah. Yeah. It's like 53 for Catholics. That's, that's the first rule of Judaism. We don't touch this. That's right. Yeah, that's the first rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question here from Elizabeth. Well, hold on. One, one, one more thing, Bob. One more Go thing. ahead. Before we move on to this one. Um, is... The, the 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 it's in, interesting because it goes back full circle what we talked about before, um, which is if you have the basic salvation doctrine messed up, you're probably going to have a lot of things messed up. Mm. So to hear that they don't mm. talk about uh, the rapture at all uh, doesn't really surprise me. I mean, it's yep. the, the, they have some fundamental issues with their religion in regards to salvation as well. Um, I mean, they truly they believe that yes, you have to have faith, but they also believe that salvation is a process over time. Yeah, of you doing works and, and isn't that lordship yeah. salvation or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that's well, one of the you believe in the purgatory. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that, that's a tough one for me to get past. I just uh, I you know I I just don't see it. I see sanctification that yep. word uh, being a process that you go through mm-hmm. in, in life. But that's after salvation. And like, like, for example, if you have to be holy and continue to be holy, well, and then you what what happens? Do you actually achieve holiness? Well, then why would you need salvation at that point? And for those who say you have to be holy before you're saved, it's like, why would you need salvation at that point as well? So, no, no. I mean, I, I just it just doesn't really pass the test. No. Yeah. What's the point of the cross? Right. If that's exactly what do you need the cross for? That right. all, all roads lead to God. 
which is not true. Jesus, Jesus, I am the truth, way, and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Amen. Okay. The narrow Amen. way. How wide was Jesus? Probably like the widest the rest of us. That's a pretty narrow way. Try to walk through the door as wide as you. That's a narrow way. Yeah, so you have to go yes. through Jesus himself, literally walk through him transparently to get to the Father. That's a narrow way. Yes. Okay. He was he he wasn't lying. We said that. So I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Come through yes. me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Go through the eye of the needle. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a picture of an eye of the needle with on the beside of the door? Google that. That's the why they call it the, the eye of the needle, because when they were coming and the big doors were closed, the only small hole was there for them to go through. And that's why it takes long, because you had to unload all your camels, make them go on their knees, going through, reload them, and then go in the city. So that's right. why it was taking and, so much time. And, and it's, it's very small. And the other thing about that too is the camels. That's a good point. The camels are very proud animals. Yeah. I dealt with I dealt with camels at our old church when they came in. Very proud, you know, <laughs> animals. Yeah. They're not going to duck their heads. They're not going to no. posture. They're not going to bow. Okay, and go through that. Okay, so yeah, so, it was a process. <laughs> the camel, the camel passed. He didn't say a horse. He didn't say a cow or sheep. He said a camel. No. <laughs> and I, I I tell people there in the chat, those who are listening, go Google it. It's very, you will see the difference. How big is this, is the eye of the needle? Uh, the eye of, just put the eye of the needle in the Bible and you will have a lot of pictures. And they're still existing today in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the city of David. They're still there. Yep. But, hey, uh, just, Kevin, you want to do this next know. question? A cow? I mean, where do you come up with these things, Bob? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just led really? by the spirit, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, he's giving you a good sense of humor. <laughs> I think this next one would be for you, Kevin. Yes. The answer is yes. So if if a if a left behind person that finally accepts Jesus dies before being yes. martyred, are they saved? Yes. Yes. Okay. My not answer by, is not by work, but by faith. Only. I mean, uh, it's it, it's not the the manner of death or the death that's saving you. Okay, it's always no. going to be faith in Christ. It's just that during that period of time, you're going to be called upon to do works. You're going to be called upon to, yeah. to do those things. You're going to be called upon possibly to give up your life. Maybe not every single person, of course, but I mean, certainly the, a lot of people are, and they're going to have to be willing to do so, and they will be. But. I mean, yeah. to say that, you know, this manner of death or that manner of death is actually the thing that saves you? No. Jesus Christ saves you. Amen. Amen. Jesus judges you for these works. You know, I was in prison. You didn't visit me. I, I, I was thirsty. You didn't give me a thing to drink. Let me tell you something. When If you're left behind and like, I'm going to serve the Lord. Mm, I'm going to go after. I was like, <laughs> guess what? If you try doing that stuff, if someone sees you, they're going to call you in and they're going to come and arrest oh, yeah. you and kill you. You are running a risk, a high risk serving oh, the yeah. lord so you're yeah. always going to be looking over your shoulder now yeah. because someone's someone's going to do something you're going to end up getting arrested yeah, yeah. and if it's not yeah, those not people outside through. it's somebody yeah. in your house like your sister or your daughter or your yeah. son oh, yeah, your neighbor yeah exactly there's a happen, uh, right? there's Jesus a book said. called tortured for christ by richard warmbrand and um there's it's a, a lot of interesting stories in there about the persecuted church but uh 
I found it really interesting that there's some places that they talk about that they don't even trust their own spouse. It's so precarious. It's so dicey. It's such a risk. They can't even afford to trust some of those who lay in their own embrace, you know? So that's, that's intense. You know, that's what's existed and have happened in times past. Now, can you imagine just how much more it will be when they're like, uh, do you remember that liquid death video I made guys about that disturbing drink? And there were, there's this section on there where they're like, collect heads, you know? And I thought about it and I was like, man, this is, this probably, the, the the base kind of stuff, Mad Max kind of stuff we're going to see, they're probably going to be like headhunters. Oh. You know, let's go collect some heads and bring some Christian heads in and we'll trade it in for something, you know, some gas or food. It's going to be crazy. It's not yeah. going to be some uh Mr. Rogers story hour, you know. It's going to be absolutely heinous and crazy. Nothing will have pretty flowers. No stories will be with a happy ending. Nothing. Yeah, it's all going to be rough, bad, and rough again. <laughs> right. So believers, right. what's the name? Wutuku, who took, who took my, my mojo? Is it, will believers hear the trumpet on the day of the rapture, but will unbelievers hear it? Wonders. No, I think I read that right. We look around behind my camera right now. But basically, he's looking, will, will, will unbelievers hear a trumpet? No, they'll hear thunder. I believe they'll hear thunder. Oh yeah, there will Lord be a sound. To the Lord spoke to the Israelites. We saw that happen. I heard a voice of an angel. Heard the voice of God. I heard thunder. So when God speaks mm-hmm. against us, come up hither. Uh, Revelation four one. Well, they won't okay. hear that. When he when he shouts, he descends from the shout. I believe he shouts your name individually. Individually, I say, mm-hmm. John, come up hither. Michael, come up hither. Yeah. Kevin, come up hither. Okay. Oh. So everybody's going to hear their own individual name being called. You just got to go, oh, you're like, what was that? <laughs> but I tell you what, Michael, if you're like doing something, also hear Michael. Yeah. That was, that's me. Come up. Yeah. There. You're like, man, Geez. that's, that's going to be so awesome. So, there, will be, there will be something change in the pressure, though. I mean, the weather. You know, just before a big storm, you have all that pressure and you can feel and you can smell that the the bad weather is coming. There will be something. There would It will be very, uh, I'd say, electrifying or there will be yeah. something. We're not just going to disappear like this and people, it, there, there will be something after or in during the time we disappear. I think all the animals lay down too. I think all the animals were responsible. Yeah. Because yeah. animals, they, they respond to uh, natural disasters and in events. People have always reported animals having erratic behavior, or different types of patterns and migration patterns and whatnot. So I definitely agree with you. But I think something interesting is probably going to happen with the, the animals as well. Do you did you say do you think that it's going to be thunder because of um, what happened on Mount Sinai when God spoke? And then um, and, the, and he was like, and there was. Oh. So thunders or or uh, Paul's conversion that the other the people didn't hear them say mm. the people didn't oh, hear them. That's a good point. That's a good point. point. A, yeah. Thunder. Yeah. And, and you know what? I don't if know. The if message is not for you. Basically, right. you hear thunder. But if the message is for you, you hear your name called and you hear the trumpet. Yeah. And you, oh my! This is good. Yeah. Know, just that's, that's a good point. 
Yep. No, that's a good point. I never yep. thought about that, just like Paul. I was trying to think of like parallels, and I think that that, that yeah. one came to me, and I was like, didn't other didn't the people around him not hear Jesus' voice and they heard like thunder? And that's yeah, that's what it says. Oh so I yes, I know what you're message, talking about. That yeah. the message is for you, yes. you hear it. But if it's not for you, you just you hear thunder. Yeah, the static. It's like a, yeah. it's like if you if you're not a proper antenna, it'll, it'll, a signal will come, yeah, but right. it won't be able to unscramble. You'll know it's there. But like, there might you know, be a lightning too. Amen. Well, and they're also not going to be changed either. See, yeah. so yeah, you yeah. Know, so because like Bob <laughs> says, we have that Holy Spirit DNA in us that's going to activate and it's going to change us. Amen, yeah. amen, cool guys. That? It it's been <laughs> such a a, a great amen. time tonight. I can't believe it's already been two hours. It's just absolutely amen. flown by. Another evidence that the time is already feeling shorter. Just flew There's by. Not enough time in the day. But you know, guys, we're so blessed to have each and every single one of you guys come out tonight. That spent your precious time with us and 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 encouraging us and and having the iron sharpening iron. I'm so grateful, so, so grateful for each one of you, because without you guys, we are just uh, a panel of, we still have some fun with each other, but we're just, we'll be rambling to each other, you know? So it's so awesome to be able to share this experience with you guys for the edification, the iron sharpening iron. Is, is there anything you guys want to say before we get out of here tonight? Go ahead, John. Get saved. Yep. Yeah, if you're not saved, definitely. Um, if get you are saved... saved Keep running the race. Just hang in there. Encourage one another. Comfort Amen. each other with the, the the promise of Jesus soon coming. Right. It's Amen, all about Kevin. Jesus. It's all him. It's his power. It's his Amen. grace. Okay. It's his power that saves us. But it's whether or not you want to accept that power. Okay. You're talking about the creator of the universe giving Amen. you power for resurrection. So I don't think you starting a nonprofit that save all the pandas is going to help with that. Any work that you can do is not Amen. going to have anything. It's all filthy rags. Amen. Okay. It's all faith yep. in Jesus. 100% faith. Yep. And Jesus yep. Yes. works for your salvation. Amen, Nothing yep. else can save you. Amen. Nothing else. Amen. God bless you guys. Man, that's not.